Longhorn Nation. We're back. Welcome to another episode of Fire the Cannon. I'm Rocky. I'm Megan. And we are Fire the Cannon. All right. Megan, what week is it? Hey, it's hate week and it is Alabama week. Yes, there it is. <laughs> All right. So we, Megan, we're going to, today we're going to recap a little bit of the game at Rice this weekend. All right, we'll get back to that. We're going to talk about the game at Rice this weekend. Just go over a few thoughts that we had as we look ahead to um, Alabama. And you were on the road. Tell everybody real quick so that when they wonder why your sound is so crazy. Right. Yeah. Sorry about the, the audio here. I am stuck in, uh, uh, on the way I'm at lovely Leon high school, just outside of Hearn, uh, parked to record fire the cannon, but en route to, to Alabama so that I can be in Beham uh, early enough to pick you up. My, my dear friend tomorrow from the, from the airport. Yes. <laughs> so, so, yes, yeah. you're on the road tonight to, and tomorrow morning. Uh, be safe, of course, but giving it up for the team, you pulled over to record with us. We're going to talk a little bit about Rice, kind of if, just a few things that really stuck out. I know a lot of people have talked about what they were expecting to see after the fall camp and the hype and the excitement, and then it was lackluster, but <laughs> a W is a W after the experience some other teams had this weekend. So we will Listen, take it. We will take a yeah. solid W. Yeah, agreed. I mean, there are definitely some things to improve on. Uh, you know that I am more the. I try to be more sunshine than than storm clouds. Um, definitely some things to improve on. Room for improvement, but I mean, ultimately, we we beat up on a team that wasn't a great team. Uh, and yeah, there were some other teams in the Big Twelve. Maybe some teams with some mouthy fan bases that um, perhaps didn't live up to to their hype for the off season. So things could be worse. You know, week <laughs> one was rough for a lot of teams. Um, there were some double digit favorites that got beat. You know, Colorado went into TCU. Tech lost at Wyoming. That is a not the toughest place to play, but you know they had Wyoming handled business. And then mm-hmm. Baylor go go Ooh. Texas State. Your Bobcats went in there. Yeah, my Texas State (laughs) Bobcats went in there and manhandled Baylor. And then we saw, you know, Monday night Clemson get handled by Duke. So it was it was a wild week one. And there's only you know, you can only go up from there. Texas did not shine. There were other schools that really did shine. Oklahoma, Oregon, even A&M, they shined. So Alabama. (laughs) um so let's talk about what we saw we were both at the game right we're we're both at the game here in austin it was hot it was hot it was crazy and and i do look i know people are gonna say oh texas makes excuses blah 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 there's there's plenty that we will get to to talk about where texas has no excuse but i do want to make note it was over 160 degrees on the field that's one six zero it was hot the stands were probably a good 120. Um, I, I wouldn't put it a degree under that. I mean, this was rough. And yes, our guys conditioned in this. And I made the joke, maybe this is home field advantage, right? But it was, I cannot recall a time that I've been quite that hot, quite that long in the stands. It, it was a brutal day. So maybe that played into a little bit, a little bit of fatigue. Um, we did see a, a good amount of rotation, I thought. But I wonder if that rotation 
kind of got us off our game uh, and, and maybe played into. Going, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just made it real tough for that rhythm to come through. And, and our guys weren't quite communicating like they, they normally do or like they should have. Well, let's um, start by we're talking about the offense here. The defense was yeah, on fire. Yes, Rice was the competition, but the defense was so clean. And we went back and looked at the stats and we were like, did they really have no penalties? Crazy. And they played the cleanest, hardest. The, the stat line was great. The everything about it. We just, I mean, we saw them manhandle be physical, but we didn't see the physicality on the offensive side. And right. that's what we really, especially as, as Sark talks all season, we want to play with a physical brand of football. How many times have we heard? And even after his press conference after the game, um, he admitted they didn't play with a physical brand of football. And we saw it. It just, it was, right. I know the heat was an issue. I know the subbing, the subbing in and out was an issue. Um, trying different things, trying to be vanilla. But you can right. you can run a basic AF high school play and be physical with it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there. I think the biggest point of concern, again, as you pointed out, defense in my mind, top five defense in the country. I mean, we looked that good. We looked it could sharp. Be. It could be. Yes, it was hard I, I think we were rice. It was hard yeah. against rice. We'll see against Alabama. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, really, week two is is the litmus test for sure. Um, but. That being said, the the biggest glaring thing to me, and, and I think a lot of people have commented on this, the O-line just wasn't up to snuff, wasn't what we anticipated with these big humans up front. Um, you know, they certainly, coming out of that game, um, they were disappointed in their, the, themselves. They were pissed off at themselves. I think we're going to see a shift in attitude. But, you know, I it, it would be nice if there didn't have to be a shift in attitude after the season started. The right. whole last nine months should have been there a shift in attitude. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think they got they got they got surprised. Uh, they were definitely throwing a lot of looks they weren't anticipating, and yes, in in trying to keep it vanilla. But again, you know, you you had to take. We were talking about this right after the game, and there just aren't a lot of excuses for a team like Rice to push around our front line, especially no our excuse. guys. Like. There's, There's no, no excuse, excuse for that. Um, yeah. And and look, I will say this. I've, I've heard a lot to do about, oh, Quinn Ewers can't throw the long ball. And, and yes, if you're just watching on the surface, I agree, it looks bad. He didn't make any completions deep. Now, going back and looking at it, there were very few times that Quinn walked away untouched. He got touched a lot in this game. And so I will grant him a little bit of grace. His footwork didn't look great. He wasn't setting his feet. Some of his throws, you know, especially that deep ball was, was off, right? But I will argue that 99% of the issues that we saw with Quinn against Rice go away if the O-line gets their shit together. I really believe that. Um, what are your thoughts? I agree. We saw different combinations of players on Saturday but partly because of the heat probably, probably partly because they probably want to see who can do what in real game time especially as they prepare to go into uh, Tuscaloosa but like I said it in any five Texas linemen out there should be should beat their man when you're playing rice and that I think that was the issue there were some you know 
missed assignments, some confusion, like you said, we can drill on them all day, right? We did, they know they didn't like what they, the performance they put out there. And our concerns going out of the season, you know, over the break, establishing the run, we've talked about that, especially Mm -hmm. after that bowl game when we lost Rojo and Bijan to, well, not, Mm -hmm. you know, they moved on to the NFL. Mm -hmm. It was the bowl game, the running game in the bowl game was rough. And we were like really hoping to establish a run that was spotty at best in this game. They couldn't get a fourth down early in the game and pretty much gave away three points with that field goal range, the deep ball. We've talked about that just now. We were hoping to see improvement on the deep ball, zero, zero completions of the deep ball this weekend and then being physical. And I think the three things that we really wanted to see over the break, really establishing a run, a physical game on the offensive side and a deep ball. I think outside of JT Sanders really pancaking people in some of his blocks, <laughs> we didn't really see, I mean, props to JT Sanders really trying to play a physical game. Um, the big boys really have a, to step up. Yeah, agreed. Uh, again, I, I don't want to hammer this too much, but I, I still think, you know, I saw flashes. Blue had a had a really solid game. Oh, you know, our guys, he came out. Yeah. And, you know, our guys definitely we didn't have a hundred yard running back, but a lot of guys got the ball. I, I don't have the stats right in front of me, but if I recall correctly, we had at least five guys that had the ball in their hand and had significant yardage. So to say we didn't establish the run, I agree. We had a really slow start, but I would I would also argue that, again, just like I was saying with Quinn, some of those issues that we feel like are there get solved with better communication and more physicality up front from our O-line. Um, I saw flashes. Fixable. Yeah, exactly. It's all fixable. That Walking away from Rice, yeah, we wish we had won by more. Um, but I wasn't pissed. I wasn't angry like I saw a lot of, you know, vitriol online. For me, yes, it could have been better, but I'm going to focus on the things that we had some things we did well and everything is fixable. And now I'm going to get mad this week and we're going to fix the shit that's going to be fixable. And again, you know, one of the problems that we've talked about with Texas in the past is playing up or down to the competition. I think we're still seeing a some remnants of that. I'm hoping, you know, this game in Alabama is going to be a whole different vibe, but I'm hoping throughout the season, we, we knock that crap off real fast. Um, I think rice was a, a good knock the rust off and a bit of a wake up call. Um, you know, but as we said, week two will really be what determines who this Texas team is, which, which team shows up. And I think that determines who we are moving forward through the season. I agree. And I like that you mentioned, you know, Jaden Blue, he he brought a huge spark to the offense. Um, Xavier Worthy had lots of opportunities, yes. came down with a, a few really nice catches. We had one that was a controversial turned over to be a no catch. I feel like there was there was excitement. We got to see Adonai Mitchell, um, you know, JT Sanders with a nice catch and run and left a guy on his on his butt. So there was there were some great sparks. And especially I think we talked about in the past, Sark not adjusting or being too slow to adjust or sticking to his plan. And, you know, if there's been some criticism of that, we have to give him props for getting a different look that they weren't prepared for. And they admitted that rice really brought stuff they didn't hadn't seen on film. Mm-hmm. They adjusted, they came back at halftime and scored 21 points in the third quarter. So it wasn't the same old, same old in that area. Definitely. Right. They made right. adjustments. 
And sometimes in the past we've seen Quinn come back, like hanging his head a bit or confused a bit. Oh, he just got sharper and sharper. And if he told you, you know, okay, QB one's going to throw for 260, throw for three touchdowns, run for another and be out by the end of the third quarter. Most people would say, oh, I'm going to take that. That's a great game. Right. But we can't go always by the stat line, right? Our eyeballs told us there's things that hopefully really get cleaned up between week one and week two. Well, the tape told us too, for sure. They better yeah, get cleaned up. Before. We got to get cleaned up. Yeah. And, you know, to your point with, with Worthy, man, dude came to play this year for yes, all the criticism did. that he had from last year. And I'll, I'll be honest, I, you know, I, I was, there are a few times I got a little salty, um, but he showed up, he put the work in and you can tell, I mean, he was all over the field. Now, if I have one criticism yet for, for Worthy, it's I still want to see a little more blocking little more blocking but I think overall our wide receivers did a great job of of coming across blocking their guy holding him up and getting extra yardage for for the one with the ball like we did well with that and worthy was all over the field some of the routes he was running man were just mind-blowing filthy footwork on even after the catch it was really nice yeah he was he was snapping ankles and and making people look foolish so yeah I mean more of that uh, you know, as we go into this week, uh, go into Tuscaloosa, we're going to be relying heavily on on Worthy. And again, Whittington had a, a really solid game, too. We've been waiting for him and, and Whittington will block all day long. Let's let's talk about him a little bit. He's so we're going to need that. Agreed. We're going to need that physicality from our two big guys throwing some tight end work a little bit. Um, but of course, you know, key to the game, you know, as we talk about going into Alabama and we've mentioned some of the concerns Got to get our big humans talking to each other, communicating well, being physical, and really stepping up and fixing some of those problems. So we know the offense, they know what they need to work on this weekend. The defense was incredible, right? We talked about that briefly, but last year it it always talked about, we got to get the turnovers, got to get the turnovers. This week Mm -hmm. they started off with the sacks and the turnovers. And there was so much pressure last year. It was always going to come, going to come, going to come. Right this, there, this just game, on the edge. Yes, this game, it came. It came quickly. And we didn't get the excitement on special teams that some people were anticipating, ooh, a special team score or something, you know, blocked kick, something like that. That didn't come Saturday, but the turnovers on defense were really nice and they were key. I wish we could have capitalized a little bit better on those. Right. But right. um, but the when the defense keeps you in the game, that's going to be huge this weekend. Um, yeah, in Alabama. Agreed, agreed. I mean, our defense really showed up, um, and I think we've got some stuff up our sleeve too for for Alabama defensively as well. You know, I I think Agreed. I think all of our guys are going in. This is a big a big proving moment. I think everybody's got a chip on their shoulder uh, for this for this game. A little bit of payback for last year, where we feel like we may have not gotten the best uh, hand dealt to us uh, with some of the calls last year, played our hearts out and had a hurt quarterback and still lost by a point, you know, a loss is a loss, but I like that. We've got that chip on our shoulder this year going into Tuscaloosa. I I hope so. I hope they got the ugly out and now they can go, go be great. We had picked earlier going into this game a couple weeks ago, we made our predictions, our season predictions and I predicted us to go into Tuscaloosa and win. I'm going to stick with that prediction, but for no reason. 
<laughs> after seeing Alabama this in week one compared to Texas in week one, I could see Alabama winning by 40. I could see Texas winning by one. Like sure. there's it, the defense is what's going to keep us in this game. And I, I really hope the offense is up for the challenge. Yeah, I do too. You know, going into this season with all the hype and me drowning in the Kool-Aid, right? Uh, I was high on this game. I was high on this team. And I still am. Look, I'm not chicken littling here. This guy is not falling. But I and and I agree. I still think Texas will go in to Alabama. And I think they will win this game. I say that with a little less confidence than I did last week. Oh, way less confidence. You know, I'm uh, perhaps uh, not quite as confident on the pick here. But and, you know, the scores, I I feel a little less confident that this, you know, Texas will go in and just wreck shop, but I still think Texas does walk away with the win. So Rocky for that. So both of us picking Texas, we, there's still a lot of folks around. Texas is still ranked number 11. We stayed exactly where we were, which I, I feel is fair. We didn't get punished for beating a bad rice team, even if it wasn't the prettiest win. Um, what are the keys to the game? We're both saying Texas is going to win. What What are three things that you want to see from Texas? What What are three things that have to happen and go right for Texas, for Texas to walk away with a win? So the three things that I want to see, if these three, these three things happen, Texas can win this game. On offense, Jay Witt, JT Sanders, they need to go off. They need to be key over the middle. They need to hit those blocks. They need to support the run. They need to be downfield blocking. Everything about what's going to happen in the run game and what's going to happen. And and I hope they caps get some catches and, and get to score something too. But I'm just saying like all the dirty work, if we need Jay Witt and JT Sanders to do all the, just the dirty work, the stuff that doesn't show up on the stat line, if they can do that, Texas can win this game. Uh, Jalen Ford, I've said this before, that he's he needs to have the game of his life. All the NFL scouts are there as if he needs them. He's already going to be a draft pick. But all the NFL scouts are going to be there. If ever there's an opportunity to show he can go, you know, up against elite talent, NFL talent, this is his opportunity. And I really, really hope he has a good game with the help of, you know, we need someone like Ethan Burke to just just surprise people. Um, so those those are the key players. And then what I really think needs the third thing that needs to go our way, something special needs to happen on special teams. Special teams mm-hmm. needs to be special. So if we mm-hmm. can block a kick, a key, you know, a key field goal attempt, if we can a kick return, something mm-hmm. that really sparks the team would be huge on the road. So if those three things go well, I think Texas can win. Tell me what you, three things you think need to go well. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I like what you said before I get into this. I, I like what you said. One thing I wanted to point out, it surprised me a little that Worthy was back uh, receiving kicks on special teams. Um, the more I think about it, the more I like it, but I worry. You know, I I don't want to see him get hurt. I'd, I'd like to see somebody else that's fighting for a, little, a spot fighting back there. But, you know, you made a good point. Worthy's back there because we trust him, which we may not have done in years past. So I, I think that's a good vote of confidence. And there were a few times at Rice that he was just, you know, a shoestring away from breaking free. Um, yeah, I think I think you covered a lot of the things. We've talked. I, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse here. O-line play is going to be pivotal. If O-line doesn't show up 
and, and doesn't play a lot better than they did at Rice, Texas is in trouble. Um, that's going to be a problem. But so, again, for me, key number one and most of the issue here is is the Texas O-line showing up and really pushing guys around, protecting Quinn. Quinn's got to have time to throw the ball. He's got to have time to make decisions. I did like seeing that where he may have last year held on to the ball a little too long, he was making those choices. If he saw the hole, he ran, right? Like, I didn't see a ton of plays where I would say, man, just get rid of the goddamn ball, right? Like, he he was making smarter, faster choices this game. Um, so give him that opportunity. Give him the opportunity to check down. Um, so that's huge. I think I'm going to say defense, too. To me, defense has to hold Alabama to under 24 points. I don't see this being a huge slugfest. So however we do that, if it's with turnovers, if it's just with lights out, slobber knocker defense where they just don't allow anything to happen and Alabama's kicking the ball all day, that's great. Um, but I, I really think Texas has got to hold Alabama to under 24 points uh, to keep this thing reasonable and to give our offense time to cook. Um, and then, you know, I, I'm going to... a good number. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then I've got to say... I really like Bert Auburn, man. I, I, I love that crazy redhead. I <laughs> he, he was really, really solid. There were some concerns early last year about our, our kickers and our, you know, things weren't always going as planned. But I think he's really come along nicely. And he had some really nice field goals last week. He missed a 56-yarder, but, man, he, it had the leg. He had the leg to get there. He was just a little, little bit to the left. I really think our man is going to have to step up and hit some big and long field goals for us and really step up in that face of pressure. To me, those are three things that absolutely have to happen for, for Texas to come out of Tuscaloosa with a win. Oh, those are good. If we can get all six of those, that would be amazing. <laughs> all right. right. So let's, let's talk about the three things that if that, if these things go wrong, we're walking out of there with an L <laughs> and I'll start the turnover battle. Mm -hmm. If we are two or Ugh, three behind on the turnover battle it's going to yeah, be a very no long ugly night for texas if we cannot establish the run it's going to be a very very long night for texas like you mentioned 24 points if this is a 24 20 game something like that the team that established the run even with the running clock the team that established the run is going to win this game and we know alabama can run the ball. They've always run the ball. They're always strong up front. They have always, just like Texas right now, five-star after five-star running back, lined up, ready to go. So the team that can really establish the run. So we're going to really need our D-line to step up um, on the other side of that. And then I think just Quinn, Quinn staying cool and calm. If he can, there's going to be adversity over and over and over. Um, hopefully our D-line gives Milrow and our linebackers give Milrow some, some adversity. But if we, Quinn can keep not just himself calm, but the O-line calm, the receivers calm, there's gonna, they're going to hit adversity. And if we can see them just keep it cool, get, get some kind of rhythm going, Texas can light it up. If, we can, or if we're down in the turnovers, if we can't establish the run, or if they can't stay cool and calm under the adversity – it's going to be a long night for Texas. What do you, what do you yeah, think? Def definitely. Yeah. I, I like what you're saying. I, I'll you know try to add on to that. I think Texas has to, and it, it, maybe this is too stereotypical to say, but 
Texas has to limit the big plays. If Alabama comes out and allows their crowd to be in this, it gets loud there, right? But there have been a few criticisms that we've heard. And this I've heard this at several places. They're not the loudest stadium to be in. You know, I, I heard uh, on Anwar's show uh, earlier, he was saying uh, SEC Mike came in, I think it was, or, or somebody who covers the SEC and said, look, this the crowd at Alabama is so used to great teams that it takes greatness to get them really into it. So they they can be kind of quiet at times. Um, and, you know, we kind of hearkened back to the pre-Mac Brown days where it was kind of the wine and cheese crowd, right? We we expect a lot. We show up to the game, but we don't really get into it. I think if Texas allows Alabama fans to get rowdy, get loud, and stay in that game, it's going to be a tough night for Texas. So limit those big plays. Take the crowd out of it earlier. Um, you know, take them out of it early and keep them out of it. And, and I think that will make a big difference for Texas. If we don't do that, if those big plays blow up, it's going to be a long night. It, that's a hard thing to battle. That's a hard, uh, you know, dynamic to to have to deal with. So I definitely think Texas has to keep the crowd out of there. You know, I, <laughs> of all the things that could go wrong, I mean, there there are so many. We've got to stay healthy. We got to stay. You know, I I really want to see our guys now. Strength and conditioning. It is. I am knocking furiously on wood as I say this, but we seem to be in a better place this year than we have in years past. Um, but you know, a few key injuries. We've got depth. Please don't get me wrong. I, I'm not suggesting we don't have depth, but we have to have our ones in there playing their best game and injuries throw that off. We saw some lack of communication from switching guys around, you know, against Rice. I worry that if we see some key injuries, we're, we're in trouble there. So stay healthy, keep the crowd out of it. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to default. This is cheating a little bit, but Special teams, if if they aren't on top of it, um, if we miss a few field goals, if we we just aren't connecting like we can on special teams, it's going to be a long day, in my opinion. Again, I don't see this being a barn burner. Um, so every point is going to count. Every point on the board is going to count. Um, and if a few calls don't go Texas this way, again, we're not going to blame refs, but it's going to be a tight game. So. If if we start to see special fields lose or excuse me special teams losing it again long night in Tuscaloosa, so that's that's my call. But clearly that's not going to happen, Rocky. Clearly that's not none of those things are going to happen, right? <laughs> it's not. It's all sounds good. the The opportunity is there. The talent is there. The roster is not across the board. The level of the you know 85 of alabama's but it's pretty damn close and the numbers of blue chip recruits four or five star recruits isn't that far behind it's going to come down to coaching it's going to come down to you know execution it's going to come down to who's has the better who executes the better game plan we know that this is a huge opportunity for the program to establish itself especially coming into the sec next year so mm -hmm. let, we'll see what We'll see what happens. What do you think happens? What do you think? What is the national perspective of Texas if they come into Alabama and lose by two or win by 10? Win by 10? I mean, I, I think we saw a lot of preseason hype. Um, I think some of the haters would argue we see that a lot with Texas and we haven't always lived up to it. And I think that's fair. That's a fair criticism to some extent. Um, if Texas comes in and wins by 10, Jesus, you won't be able to stop people talking about 
college football playoffs and national championship aspirations and blah, 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 right? If Texas loses by one or two, like last year, I don't think it hurts Texas's campaign. We, of course, we'd like to go in, you know, being the last year in the Big 12, of course, we like to go into the SEC, get a, an SEC win under our belt. But it's early enough in the season against a good enough team and a high enough ranked team at Tuscaloosa. I don't see it being detrimental. If Texas shows up and it's a close game and we lose by a couple, I still think we're fine. Now, if we show up and absolutely get the doors blown off of us, that's a different conversation. I think some of that same old Texas, Texas isn't back, that starts to creep in. Um, and I think the team did a lot of really good work in the offseason, getting mad at that kind of mentality and trying to move away from it. But if if the if that rhetoric comes back, I I, I think that can snowball real fast. So uh, yeah, again, Texas comes in and wins by however much, uh, or loses by a couple points. I, I don't think it's damaging. But if we show up and just lay a, an egg, we're in trouble. How about you? What are your thoughts? If this is Arkansas, the Arkansas game from a couple years ago, Sark's first big road test. If this that's the performance again, it's going to undo every grace the fan base has given um, this yeah, program as the, all the belief that it's being built and it's coming and the recruits are watching and committing and all those things. All that can be gone quickly if they don't compete, win the right. game. And you could see a flip or two, right, from other mm -hmm. kids that were like, oh, never mind, second thought, that is the program that's, you know, ready to compete in the SEC. Um, yeah. Alabama doesn't lose at home. Alabama's assistants don't uh, beat Sark. Oh, Sark. Don't beat Saban. Saban, um, right. Yeah. And, you know, we all know Sark was a former assistant. The, the numbers all say Texas should lose Saturday night. That's why you play the game. That's why you that's get right. in there and and man up for sixty minutes and let's see, let's see. That's what they said about Georgia, right? Right. So that's what they said about Missouri. That's what they said about Utah. That's what they said. the last few big game, big big matches, Texas has held their own. Um, so let's see. This isn't this is the new eighty five against the new eighty five. What what people were really what we had talked about is like oh Alabama was coming in with so many question marks. They had three quarterbacks. They had you know, and the new OC, the old DC, new DC, whatever it was, and they had all these question marks completely rebuilding the staff again. And what did they do? Drop 50 something points like nothing. Right. So, yeah. With a five star who, you know, almost for a minute was going to be a longhorn. Yeah. 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 Again, I think the motions are going to run high in this game. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of chips on the shoulder on the Texas side. I think but, you know, that's that's not to say Alabama's overlooking this game either. Um, I think Saban, you know, one of the things I do, I do appreciate about him, the game last year, we, I don't know if you recall, after the game they were running onto the field uh, and some of the Bama players were putting the horns down and Saban was on their ass. Don't do that. Don't do that shit. I mean, he was in their ass about it. And I think he knows real well, number one, you know, act like you've been there before. Don't define your program with another's. Um, but Bama could have walked away very easily with a loss in, in that game. Uh, and I think Saban was very acutely aware of that. So if you think that he didn't have his team hyped up and prepped and ready to go, um, 
he definitely, that would be foolish to think that Bama isn't ready for Texas. So, yeah, I, I mean, again, a lot, we've got a lot going on, a uh, lot, of, lot of emotions on both sides, but both teams are going to be ready to play. Texas got the chip on the shoulder. Alabama's going to be ready for Texas. Nobody's looking ahead. We've had this, we've had this circled on the calendar for quite some time. And, and like you just said, that's why we played the game. Let's get out there and uh, show the world that Texas is uh, Texas again. All right. So we'll, we'll do a more in-depth preview of what's happening in Tuscaloosa. We'll let everybody know the atmosphere of the town. So you are on, you're driving there now, and I fly out in a few hours early in the morning. So we're recording <laughs> Wednesday night. Everybody will hear this Thursday morning. So we, we Richard and I fly out or 6 a.m. Okay, that's the problem with towns like Tuscaloosa. In order to get there, <laughs> we have to make we we have to fly to up to DC and then back to down to Birmingham. Birmingham. Um, <laughs> yeah. or, there are other routes, but it's ridiculous. That was like the best worst route. So anyway, we're flying, <laughs> we're flying, but on the way back, we get to come home, Birmingham, Austin, which is nice because you know United throughout those those flights from Austin for the week, right? Um, right. So anyway, so we, you're picking us up from the airport, and then we get to have some fun with some friends um, there in Tuscaloosa area. And so when we connect, we'll post something again over the weekend, and we'll just tell everybody what's the vibe in the city. The Texas fans will be there. We have some friends that might want to join and have a conversation with us. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yes, wink, that's wink, very wink. possible. And, and on and that note, we also too. have an announcement coming soon. That's right. So stay tuned. Very exciting things for Fire the Cannon. Very exciting things for Texas Longhorns and sports talk. Uh, we have some fun news coming up, but stay tuned. Stay tied into those those Twitter accounts. I refuse to call it X. Never going to happen. I mean, you go to <laughs> Twitter.com, so why would I call it X? Right, right. Anyway, we've had a fun seven to ten days on Twitter. <laughs> we have indeed we have but yeah if you guys aren't following us uh you can always find me at texas fancy boots rocky where can they find you at rocky knows best yeah it's so funny we're having too much time as much as much as people want to hate we're like thanks for the engagement appreciate, appreciate the engagement appreciate that <laughs> boost yeah keep keep using your big account to insult me because all it does is get a hundred people more people to click in and click in and click in yeah right okay that's right. fine so yeah, so follow, follow us on Twitter, or you can follow you can follow the podcast at Fire the Cannon. That's C A N N O N and the number one. So find us there. We're always there. We've got some new hotness, new announcements coming out on Thursday. So stay tuned Thursday evening. Uh, until then, y'all. I'm Megan. I'm Rocky, and we are Fire the Cannon. <laughs>